Welcome to the Future of Consumer and Retail podcast by SAP. In this series, produced in partnership with NRF Retail Converge, we're offering event highlights from the five-day virtual conference. Our goal is to bring you a concise summary so you can keep a pulse on the leading retail trends. I'm Matt Gardner, joined by my colleagues Robin Wilson, Evan Bowler, and Kara Reed, all of us part of SAP's retail advisory practice. Stay tuned for insights and takeaways from interviews with top executives from Macy's, Williams-Sonoma, Best Buy, Tractor Supply, Sally Beauty, Alibaba, Wayfair, Facebook, and more. Kara, what did you think of the opening keynote with Macy's chairman and CEO, Jeff Gannett? It was a great session. You know, Macy's is such an iconic brand, and it was great to hear that they're coming out of the pandemic even stronger than before it. They introduced their new Polaris strategy in February 2020, right before the pandemic hit, and they really seemed to be spot on with what they needed to get them through. One of the things I thought was the most interesting was the new experiences that they're bringing into their stores. He mentioned that they have an immersive experience in their beauty department and that they're also going to start rolling it out to other departments. And then he also mentioned how they've started doing live stream shopping from their stores. And this is something that we've seen in Asia for some time now, but I think it's such a great way for them to highlight their vendors and their store associates, as well as keep the customers who don't feel ready to come back into the store engaged and included. Yeah, the live streaming shopping experience is, is definitely very popular right now. I was just listening to another session that called out Alibaba generated $60 billion via their live streaming selling events last year. That's a really interesting stat. We know from some of the research that came through at the end of 2020 that this whole idea of adopting live streaming or other ways to get to customers while COVID was in place really did generate quite a bit of business. A lot of that business was generated in Asia, and I'm interested to see what will happen in the U.S. moving forward. Yes, Robin, something that was in the Macy's session was the way the team was focused into two camps. One was functional, really making all the features of the website discoverability, technology, usability, best in class. The other camp was focused on creating unique experiences. And by the company leading with digital, it allows them to really reimagine what's possible. And anything they find that works, they're able to roll out across all their stores very quickly. Speaking of stores, Matt, I was watching a really great session today on the new role that stores are going to be playing moving forward. He also talked about the new role of CRM and digital engagements in our new economy. It was very focused on the Brazilian fashion retailer CNA, as well as Facebook Brazil, talking about their social media platform becoming a large channel in the Brazilian market. It was very interesting to hear some of the stats these brands were talking about, particularly CNA's new strategy, investing around their e-commerce marketing and CRM platforms tying those into WhatsApp last year during the pandemic over a two-week project and really grew their WhatsApp channel by sevenfold. And it now accounts for 20% of the brand's e-commerce revenue and over 12% of the overall brand sales. Another session that I've watched that reinforced a lot of those topics was Gen Z and millennials and how the younger generation consumer preferences have really pivoted during the pandemic much more focused on brands that have a sense of purpose, whether that's sustainability or taking a strong stance on current social issues. These younger generations really are buying on social platforms and creating these new channels. As an example, Instagram is investing heavily in an end-to-end shopping experience where consumers are being influenced and really pushed towards certain products, but then also have a frictionless experience to buy them right there on the platform. 
Speaking of exploring new channels and new technologies, Robin, I know you mentioned you saw a great session on augmented reality. Any takeaways from that? Yeah, Evan, I watched the session that included Sally Beauty and Wayfair. Here are two companies that are so very different, and they came up with two very similar challenges. Sally Beauty was focused on how do you introduce color to their customer? What would the customer look like if you had a different color hair? If you And then Wayfair was really thinking about how do you take a digital product and make it look like a real product? So how do you make the chairs look real so they fit into the space of the customer? In the end, when trying to figure out what was the KPI to look at to see if there was any success, it was really about engagement. Is the app being used? Are they sharing? How many impressions do they have? They're not really looking at conversions yet. The technology is new, but this whole idea of engagement and convenience is really top of mind for them. That's a really interesting point, Robin, because in the same session that I was just mentioning, the CEO of CNA was talking about the new role that stores are going to be playing moving forward. He mentioned it hasn't lost importance by any means, but they are struggling to figure out how to measure success under this new format and what the new KPIs really need to be. Yeah, Evan. On the flip side, during the session with the CEO of Williams-Sonoma, she mentioned that since they started in the catalog business, they're not new to this direct-to-consumer world or mindset. And in fact, when she joined in 1995, 40% of their revenue came from their direct-to-consumer channel, which at that time was catalog. And of course, it's only grown with e-commerce. She talked about how every channel has its own advantage and has its own place in the shopping experience. And Williams-Sonoma actually bought a 3D modeling company to help customers design online and feel more comfortable about buying big furniture, as well as to help their store associates in store. Yeah, Kara, I saw the Williams-Sonoma session as well. Laura really saw dividends being paid by their decision to invest in their frontline employees and continue to pay them even though stores were closed their employees pivoting quickly to digital interactions with customers, becoming almost an adjunct customer service call center. Laura made a statement that summed up Williams-Sonoma's whole journey through the pandemic. She said, treating people right, doing good business, and having good business come back to you. So Evan, I think that's a theme we've heard that CEOs and and leaders within these organizations were really thinking about what's the best way to to run the business during this time. And it, it is really about the human side. Yes, this theme of the human side has really shown up in a number of sessions. It was something that really struck me about the session with the former CEO of Best Buy. He was saying that everything he learned in business school was wrong, outdated, or incomplete. And I really do believe this links back to that human element. He asked a lot of questions on the way in. He approached the staff and got clear on what was happening in stores. And the first thing he empowered was allowing the associates to match pricing and then added experiences to the brick and mortar locations that can't really be done online in a pure play. And the essence of all of it was human-centric, starting with people and treating profit as an outcome, and then creating an environment that maximizes value for all stakeholders. It was a really great session. Yeah, Matt, he really had some great leadership principles. He talked about how great leaders don't have to know everything. Their job is to create energy and create an environment where others will be successful and also be able to be themselves. 
But also what I thought was interesting going back to how you mentioned one of the first things he did was allow employees to price match Amazon. He threw the whole retail playbook out the window when he actually partnered with them. And he really believed that this was not a zero-sum game. It could be a win-win between different retailers. Kara, that's a great bridge to the overarching themes of the event. I know this is the last day for a few of us recording in this particular series on the podcast, and it would be great to hear all of your perspectives on what you felt the big themes have been over the first four of the five-day event. Evan, why don't we start with you? Thanks, Matt. I think as Kara was just mentioning, the main theme from the event for me was really the industry coming together. I think that Laura from Williams-Sonoma said it best when she said, no one really had experience with going into the pandemic and making some really tough decisions. Even sometimes strongest competitors coming together to really figure out what they needed to do to survive. And this reminds me of a session that I was watching actually specific to cybersecurity. They were talking about new threats like ransomware and cybersecurity changing on a daily basis. CISOs have always enjoyed having their closest industry peers as knowledge share and leaning on each other to figure out these threats. But we're starting to see this branch out into other lines of business. It was a great message to hear, and it was really great to see that from the retail industry. I'd also like to mention if you have a specific need around cybersecurity or workplace safety, there's a lot of great specific sessions out there. And I would invite you to go and take a look at the agenda and, and give those sessions a listen. Thanks, Evan. Robin, how about you? So Matt, I think overall, the theme of convenience is really what I was picking up from a lot of these sessions. And the fact that meeting the customer where they want to shop and where they want to do business with a brand is really top of mind for all of these executives. And trying to be creative and think of what the customer might be wanting in the future is something that they're all thinking about. Not sure if they've cracked that code, but it's definitely something that they're thinking about. And they're quite anxious to be sure that they are meeting their customers' needs now and in the future. Thanks, Robin. Kara, what did you see in the last four days? I thought one of the major themes was how retailers are reimagining themselves beyond the traditional retail categories like grocery or department store, and rather defining themselves as how and where they serve the customer, looking at the holistic customer. Macy's talked about adjusting their product mix based on what the customer was telling them. William Sonoma talked about how they're a lifestyle company that really focuses on the entire design experience, not just the actual piece of furniture. From this Best Buy session on day three, he mentioned how they want to be known as the store you go to for all of life's biggest milestones. And of course, I would be remiss without mentioning the redefined role of stores. Now it's distribution centers and experience centers all coming together as one. I believe stores are more important than ever, but they just play many different roles now than they have in the past. And Matt, what was your biggest takeaway from the last four days? To me, it was the qualitative aspect of listening to customers. We consistently saw the companies that had their foundations set were able to have customer insights be a primary strategy consultant in adapting their business to the evolving consumer sentiment. And we've got some great sessions coming up tomorrow that will be exploring these topics even more. So thank you, Kara, Robin, and Evan for being on the podcast. As always, thanks for having me, Matt. Thank you, Matt. Great to see you again as always. Thanks, Matt. This was a lot of fun. 
We've attended the top sessions from the NRF Retail Converge event, unpacking insights with top retail experts. And we're looking forward to a number of sessions tomorrow with top executives from Nordstrom's, DVF, Under Armour, PBH, Wayfair, Dollar General, Levi's, and more. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform to continue getting the latest retail insights and visit us at sap.com retail. Thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to sharing about day five tomorrow.